Salutations. You're listening to and you're watching, hopefully, here on Twitch, Star Wars Rebels Cast UK. This is an unconventional beginning because I'm taking over for Ali Kenobi, who's not with us right now. No, he's still with us. He's not on the show right now. I don't, he didn't die or anything, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but I got I got a replacement for him, his stand-in. Uh, are you are you a, a Padawan or a knight? Uh, what are you these days? Uh, I am I am registered as a Jedi in this country, so I am a Jedi. So Je- <laughs> Jedi Urquhart, Jedi Andy Urquhart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for, for Andy or or Jedi Urquhart, is, do you have any fun nicknames we could use the show? Uh, no, I just call me Andy. <laughs> I don't have a Star Wars nickname, unfortunately. But uh, I'm Master Yogi, aka Yogizilla. And uh, that's the, the Ali gave me that name. I, I don't have a egomaniacal complex or anything going on. I don't consider myself a master. I'm actually quite more Padawan status these days in my Star Wars <laughs> knowledge. That's uh, just interesting. I was talking to Ali. Actually, talked talk to him briefly on Skype earlier, and we were having a discussion about the classic uh, Star Wars. I guess we might, might as well start off with that before we get into the main discussion tonight. Uh, this is going to be a special show, by the way. We're going to talk a, a lot about Star Wars Battlefront, and it's going to be a lot of banter as well, because Ali's not here to keep me in line. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but actually, before we get into that, what, what, you know, uh, what you've been up to, man, since uh, yesterday? <laughs> since yesterday, uh, I, I went to work, and I came home, and I watched I watched Flash, and, and what else did I watch? I can't remember. I watched something else, but I did watch the Flash today, which was awesome. As always, Flash, Flash comes out on Tuesdays, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah. I gotta oh, and I watched. I watched Agents of Shield as well, obviously. Yeah, I gotta catch up on both of those. Yeah, but uh, I'll, I'll 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 be discussing Agents of Shield at length in 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 a couple of hours, so I don't want to go into that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's fine. Uh, but yeah, Agents of Shield cast. Make sure you catch that on allgames.com, and you could Google it. They got a Twitter feed and all that good stuff. Um, I think I also. I think I syndicate you get your show on uh, on the Geeky Antics podcast feed too. Yeah, now I gotta cool. do that. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, Chip had asked me to do that with uh, the B Team podcast. Mm. Another great show to listen to. We're gonna plug everybody right now. It's top of the hour. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So yeah, it was actually I had a lot of uh, I had a really good time. Uh, Forty two level one yesterday. Well, last night for you. Yesterday afternoon for me. It was, it's always weird uh, doing a podcast before 7 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> I feel like it, I don't know. For, it's quite it's so in, you on here. Yeah, it's, it's so ingrained to me for podcasts to be uh, an evening event. Just because, uh, you know, with family and work, that's it's prone to interruptions. You, you heard my dogs. They were going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm surprised the kids didn't come and ask him for something or some other thing blowing up. It was actually rather tame for the time that it was uh, yesterday, but we, we had a good time. We didn't get into Battlefront as, th- as much as I thought we would, so I think we'll make up for that today. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a push for time, as we always are on uh, on 42. But, you know, it's funny, but we always talk about it because uh, me, it used to be me, Ali, and, like, three other guys on the show. So there used to be five of us on the show, and we used to talk, like, about video games, and we managed to squeeze in what we were what we were playing and everything, and do all the news, and cover all the new releases as well, every single week. And we sometimes like we're under two hours, and now we are. It's just me and Ali most weeks, and we are pushing two and a half hours, and quite often have to do an after show, like off off uh, off the live broadcast to uh, talk about other things that we need to talk about on the show. So we end up doing like three and four hour shows. So I don't know how the hell we manage it. <laughs> yeah, I usually end up just catching you guys. Uh... On a on a, on a, record, a recorded uh, mm. feed on, a, on iTunes. Actually, I usually I prefer Stitcher personally. Yeah, I, I use Stitcher as well. Do you know why I like Stitcher? Because it keeps track of how many hours of podcasting I've listened to on it. Yeah, doesn't that that silly little number gets me so excited? Yeah, because <laughs> it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Like my what is mine at now? It's uh yeah, uh, total listening time is two thousand two hundred and thirty six hours. That's about where I'm at too. I think. On, on Stitcher since uh, 2000, I only started listening like three years ago. Pretty much when we started 42, it's like just got into all the podcasts. But yeah, 2000 hours. Another one I would recommend is Player FM. I'm trying to get myself to use Player FM more, but because um, some people don't like Stitcher, there's a few people don't like Stitcher. Hey, you guys are gonna get some podcasting behind the scenes here. But some people don't like P- Stitcher. Because they, they feel that the quality of the audio is not as good. Because what they do is that they mirror your feed and then they mm, make, yeah. they do their own compression. That's why Stitcher actually streams pretty smoothly. You know, you could run it in the background on a phone or a tablet mm, or yep. something else. Uh, other other podcasting apps like uh, TuneIn Radio and Player FM are not as good at, at doing that. Because they stream at a higher quality and it tends to become mm. resource intensive, I guess. Um but Stitch is good at that side, but some people don't like the fact that since Stitcher copies your feed, you don't mm. get credit for all the listens you get on Stitcher. It's an independent feed it becomes. But yeah, that's a good it's, thing too. It, you, do, you can track that those metrics though within Stitcher itself. Yeah, but people like their numbers all aggregated, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> they like to yeah. look at, at you know, FeedBurner or Podbean or Podomatic yeah. and have all those numbers in one place, you know? Uh, so I, I, I could appreciate that, but I think it's good because I think Stitch is one of the most convenient apps for, for that. And now they yeah, have Stitch support, TuneIn Radio, both on Xbox One. So that gets, that's that's exciting. Are, are oh, they on Stitch, PS4? Um, Stitch is definitely not on PS4, no. I'm um, not sure about TuneIn Radio. I know TuneIn's on the Vita. Ah, so that's, that's cool. Because uh, I downloaded it and, and I found 42 in it. And I was like, whoa, we're here, Ali. Look. <laughs> Can you... Keep it in the background while you play a game too. I don't think so, man. Like the Vita is oh. not very good at doing things like that. Yeah, I mean that's expected too much. I, it's, I mean it's impressive that it could play PS3 games. Like, uh, doesn't it? Like the first game that came out in the Vita wasn't in uh, one of Nathan Drake games. The yeah, Uncharted: Golden Abyss. Yeah, so that's pretty. That's a pretty impressive feat. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good game. Your hesitation is like, yeah, it's bad. 
I know. I just I, I've played I played that game like uh, a few times through now. It's a good game. Like it's worth playing if you have a Vita. But it's uh it's kind of old now, and uh, it was free for so long that everyone must have it. <laughs> mm. But the that new uh the PlayStation uh what is it PlayStation now that 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 kind of is breathing mm-hmm. new uh life into your Vita, isn't it? I hope so. Like uh, we'll see how much I actually use it. <laughs> it's probably going to be one of these things that I will never use. <laughs> the shame. Mm. Sony hasn't had very good luck with platforms. No, PlayStation think... is an exception. Mm. <laughs> I think if they'd had that, like that blue, uh, I, I know we're derailing slightly here, but I think if we had that uh, PS Now at the launch of the Vita, like it would have been much more widely adopted. Like play your PS3 games on your Vita. Boom, there you go. Pay this yeah, must... subscription. How much built-in memory does the Vita come with? Um, none on the original Vita. <laughs> oh my goodness! So you had to like pop a memory card in there. Yeah, a proprietary memory card as well. So yeah, like micro SD or anything like that. And uh, for a for a sixty-four gig card over here, it costs about seventy pounds to buy one. Jesus, that's and that's crazy. like buying it through Amazon, and that's buying it through an import on Amazon from, like, uh, Japan, because they never released a 64-gig one here. But that's insane to pay for a memory card, because I can buy an external hard drive for that is a terabyte for, like, 50 quid, you know? <laughs> I think Microsoft and Sony have both been guilty of that, but I find Sony is far more guilty guiltier mm-hmm. of, like, doing proprietary tech and forcing you to use their their uh, storage media and accessories. Ah, oh, such a pisser. Mm-hmm, definitely. <sighs> but anyway, uh, what, what you been playing since then? Did you get to play anything since we uh, did the show? Um, I did. I did, well, I did play some Super Meat Boy, which I've never played before. But playing that on my Vita is really fun. Well, you play more of it? Uh, I never played it before. Like, I played it for the first time today. First time today. I thought, um, I thought you played you know, it yesterday. No, it was Jam that was talking about it. Oh, so he sold you on it. Yeah, yeah, he definitely sold me on it, and uh, I, I really like it. Like, I know you have complaints about the music and stuff like that, but yeah, I think the music's pretty, pretty decent. <laughs> not, I don't know what the originals are like, but the music's fine. It's not really a game that's about the music, but... Yeah, that's right, because he's the platforming uh, junkie. Mm, yep. Uh, did you ever get into N+, by the way? No, I never played N+, no. I, I dare say it'll pop up in a Humble Bundle one day. If it does, I I still think that game holds up so well. It's so it's minimalistic, but there's so much replay value because of the mm-hmm. user generated content, and then the the levels that come with it are just so well designed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's fun. It's like it's all about like parkour. You know, it's uh, wall climbing and wall jumping and sliding and quick reflexes and you know you have a variable jump so you can control how high you jump or how how quickly okay. you start falling down so like you have to press that jump just right to make certain mm. jumps <laughs> i mean the game's crazy like uh the landmines all over the place and there's lasers and homie missiles and you're dodging all this stuff like a little ninja and mm. and if you get hit like little uh pixelated gibbs fly all over the place it's great <laughs> did uh, did you ever play um Tenersha? That sounds really familiar. What platform was that on? It's on Steam. Just came out like uh, a few weeks ago, man. I've heard of it. I haven't played that yet. It, it's really cool. Like you play as like this little robot in space, and you have you don't have a conventional jump button. You have to sort of fire rockets at the uh, the scenery to move around. 
but like the it's one of those kind of one more time hard type platformers like it kind of works a little bit like like what meat boy does like it's difficult but once you work out how to do it you can do it and you can do it then you can retry and do it faster and faster to beat your friend's scores and stuff like that but it's it's a really cool little game really cool one the... Worth, worth, worth keeping an eye out for in the in the sales if you're into kind of hard platformers. Now does Meat Boy? I don't remember. Does Super Meat Boy have? I know it has social scoreboards and that's their online feature. But does it have co-op or versus modes in there? Uh, I don't think so. Not that I've uh, I've noticed as of yet. I've just been playing through the sort of the story mode site levels. Well, N Plus has that. So throw that mm. out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with that game. I don't know. <laughs> it's one of my favorite games of last gen. Uh, at least uh, one of my favorite arcade games. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a good uh, palate cleanser, shall we say? <laughs> now, I, uh, a little birdie uh, told me that uh, you had downloaded Hearthstone, but you haven't played it yet. Yeah, I did download Hearthstone. Like, because uh, my wife plays Hearthstone every day. Like literally every day on on her phone, she goes and does her quests and and stuff like that. And she plays it all the time. And Wait, like, and it took you this long to get into it yourself? But well, I did download it um on my last PC um and she did play it on that. But the frame rate was just horrible because I was running like a piece of shit graphics card. And uh, I only had two gig of RAM, and now I've got a nice, Ooh, wow. nice shiny. And now, now I have a nice shiny PC with sixteen gig of RAM and a decent graphics card, <laughs> so I can now run games with decent frame rate. And uh, yeah, so I've downloaded that mostly for autoplay, but I'm definitely gonna uh, gonna check it out because I do like all the Blizzard games that I've played, but especially StarCraft. Like StarCraft is is my jam. Although I'm not, I'm apparently not very good at it in comparison to uh, some of the other players out there. <laughs> We need to play some of the uh, custom maps on there, because like I don't really play that much of the regular RTS. Like um, one of my favorite games Blizzard has ever made is Warcraft Three, because that's where uh, mm-hmm. Dota got started and a lot of other games got inspired. Because uh, that that the level editor in there is so good that people made mm-hmm. completely new games inside of the Warcraft Three ecosystem. Yeah. Like a lot of tower defense games and. Mario Party type games and it's it's crazy. There's like thousands of, of mods out there. Uh, there's even that like a uh, Silent Hill survival game. There's a oh, nice. They have a Jurassic Park survival game, Night in the Living Dead survival game. They got a a bunch of Final Fantasy open RPGs where it's like a huge world you have to explore and it's randomized. It's crazy. But hmm. StarCraft Two finally ported over a lot of the assets from Warcraft Three, and I have yet to go back there and check out which customs they've ported over. And that, that's that's where the real fun starts, man. Yeah, do you know, now that you're saying that, I do remember playing, like, custom maps on StarCraft 1 back in the day. Like, years and years ago. Like, downloading these maps that people had made, and they were, like, they were much better than the regular maps. Yeah, I think so. And the back on Star, original StarCraft, they had limited, uh, the, the, like, the scripting language was limited. It didn't mm. have as many triggers mm. and, like, behaviors, so... They couldn't get so complex, but now with like Warcraft three and Starcraft two engines, the stuff they could do is ridiculous. Mm. So we need we check that out. We have to do a play date sometime. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, but Hearthstone highly recommend it. That's like the one game that even when on the weeks that I don't really get to do much gaming, that's like the one game that's consistent because I'll go on a smoke break or you know 
sit on the, on the throne, as you say, and <laughs> play Hearthstone. Ever since it's got mobile, it's made it even easier. Yeah. But they'll let people fool you. That they'll tell you that it's a it's a dumbed down Magic the Gathering or just a dumbed mm. down TCG. It's really complex. The thing about it, it's really easy to get into, but it'll take you forever to master it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and they don't overcomplicate things like like Magic does, because Jesus, the flavor text on Magic is like a mini novel each time. Yeah, I've never played Magic, so I <laughs> I tried to avoid it. Because I, I know I knew a lot of people that got into it like really hardcore, and I steered clear of that because it looked like a money pit. Like I mean, original Magic, the actual card game. Yeah, and I love I love Magic, but it is a, a money pit. It, mm-hmm. Whether you play digital or uh, physical, it's it's crazy. But uh, so yeah, that's a, we have. It seems like we haven't played too much. Uh, I thought, I Definitely thought, not since yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Battlefront beta. Uh, they took it down. Boo. I'm Boo. so bitter about that. <laughs> Takes it down in the morning. Like, really? Come on. <laughs> Did um, you want to you want to get into talking about that now? Yeah, might as well. Let's yeah. say we're right into it. So I, I did have one question for you. Did you get a chance to check it out on the PC as well, man? I've seen gameplay, but I didn't get to play it myself. I, I just didn't want to get overwhelmed because <laughs> I got so into mm. the Xbox. But uh, you know, I did download it on my PC, but I never got around to actually booting it up. Um, just I mean, it looks better. Any time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to play it, I was like, oh, I'll just play it on on my PS4, and I can hop in a party with with like Fraser or that. But yeah, I never got around to uh, to playing it on on the PC. I was just curious to what the servers and things were like on on PC. I've heard there was a lot more cheating, and from what I saw, it looked like there was a lot more cheating and glitches on the PC mm. side. Um, I didn't notice that on the, on the console. Uh, I was playing Xbox One. I didn't notice that till towards the end. There were people like map hacking, or I don't know if it was that or if it was just glitching out. But mm. Supposedly, there were people trying to cheat, and it was causing all kind of weird things. Like I kept falling through the ground, and then I guess I reckon people thought I was cheating because I was shooting through the ground, but I was literally trapped under the ground, and, and the only way I, <laughs> I could get out is by using a jetpack, yeah, <laughs> a jump, the jump pack rather. Hmm. So it's pretty awkward because sometimes you try to jump out of it, and it wouldn't jump out. So you had to keep <laughs> try like waiting for the cooldown to to recharge, and then hmm. try it again and get the right angle so you could get on top of the ground and hit something <laughs> solid. It was the weirdest thing, but you know, beta is beta, so. Some people really like took that as a bad sign. Mm. I don't think that's gonna sh- be in the shipping product. Um, no, I mean, I mean, as a beta, you know, you're playing a game that is not finished. Like people that complain about uh, like things like that. I mean, I know, I know, we're mentioning it here, but like we're not like complaining about it, going like, oh, this game is broken to all hell. It's a beta, you know. Like you're testing the game for the developers so that they can iron out all the bugs before it launches. Yeah, exactly, and. That stuff like that is probably something simple. Like they have to tweak the collision detection. Yeah. So that it does, you know, hey, this is solid. Don't you can't go through this. For yeah. no reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, or have some kind of like routine where it, it makes you unstuck. You know, and that's mm. that's the thing we see in lots of games, um, especially MMOs. You know, like you get stuck in a wall somehow. It's like I'm stuck. Okay, let's take you out of there. Done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's this is like some games have that where they've got like a button in the pause menu. Where you pause the game and it's like a sort of re recalibrate your position type button. Yeah, exactly. 
it never it, uh, yeah. hmm. it never winter it's uh i'm stuck <laughs> <You can't, laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i see that yeah <laughs> but you know I, I i really have to speak to i think we need to speak to the whole thing there's a sentiment going around that you know battlefront like before the game even came out people were saying oh it's just going to be a battlefield reskin and then there were people still holding on to that belief after it came out and it, it, it really got under my skin because this game with just uh, three modes and three maps to play in the beta offered a lot of unique mechanics i mean there's similarities to games. It's undeniable, undeniable, but you know that's just the way the industry is now. There's the, nothing really completely revolutionary coming out right now. That's that's a sad thing. And then when it does happen, people complain about it. It's like, eh, it's kind of weird. You know, people don't really want different. They say they do, but they're not ready for completely different things. But this is a fresh experience, right? I mean, would you agree? As in, as in, like, uh, I would say that it's fresh in terms of like the first-person shooter genre, but it definitely did give me the Battlefront feeling like because i played a lot of battlefront 2 uh, back in the ps2 era and it definitely captured that sort of feeling so i mean to, it's not quite 100 percent fresh but it is a fresh take on like the battlefront style of gameplay and i don't think um i've played a lot of first person shooters in the last few years it doesn't feel like any of the ones that i've played anytime recently like certainly like i i don't think these battlefield comparisons are accurate at all like I would hundred percent disagree with anybody that's that's saying like oh it's just a battlefront a battlefield reskin. Yeah, and the way I look at it, like uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Three is coming out soon. Actually, mm-hmm. I think the same day the Battlefront is. Yeah. And I'm not even I don't have even having that on my radar. If I have to choose one or the other, it's Battlefront all the way. Hmm. A hundred percent, mate. Me too. Like, yeah, I have absolutely no interest in Call of Duty Black Ops Three. Like, I I played back Black Ops One and hated it. Didn't bother to ever pick up two. And last year's Call of Duty, I did get it, um, mainly because we got sent two review copies of it for forty two by accident, <laughs> and Ali sent one <laughs> up to me. Uh, and I did enjoy it. Like the the multiplayer modes, the campaign was broken, but yeah, like uh, the campaign mode, I, I got to like I don't know fourth or fifth mission and it wouldn't let me get past the cutscene ever what i've tried to do it like 10 times and like it just craps out of the cutscene so the only way for me to do it is to delete my whole save file and play the game again and i'm not going to do that again wow that's really borked (laughs) battlefield 4 did that actually did that for me as well like it deleted my campaign save file six times (laughs) okay that was i thought that was just me that happened to me too oh okay that's, that's a known bug. It, that happened to me recently. Like, I played the campaign, mm. like, a couple months ago through EA Access, and it deleted my campaign, and I was like, oh, yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, huh. and, like, I played it on PS4, and the exact same thing happened to me. It seems to be, like, when they do s- stuff to this online server, it seems to bork that. It's weird, because, like, my character online progress is always still saved, and I'm still the same level, and I've still got all the same unlocks. But, like, when, when you go back into it, all the stuff is, like, as if you've just started playing the game for the first time and it's telling you like oh press uh, press square to deploy and it's like coming up with a wee flash box so uh, yeah so i hope that doesn't happen with uh with battlefront but i i have faith now that they've pretty much dropped to uh, battle uh, battlefield 4 and battlefield hardline that those are finished with it they're hopefully now focusing <laughs> purely on battlefront uh hardline the game that should not even have existed 
Yeah, that game is just a battlefield skin. <laughs> like, I can understand people saying that about that game. Yes, uh, that should have been like a DLC pack for Battlefield Four, hundred percent. But like Battlefront, no, definitely not. Like, it feels Battlefront feels a lot faster. Even when you're moving around as the uh, playing as your character, the game feels faster. Like, you feel like you're running faster. You've got totally different like gun sets as well. Like, these are the Star Wars guns, like the laser guns and. Uh, like the blasters and stuff like that, that you recognise these from the Star Wars universe. They've got the, all the noises in there. It's nothing like uh, like Battlefield at all with all these rocket launchers and sniper rifles. And, and you do have like sniper rifles and stuff, but they're, it's very, very different from Battlefield. And it's a much faster-paced game, I would say, than Battlefield. Like Battlefield, you're kind of playing the long game, and this you seem to be playing more of the short game, which kind of makes it more like Call of Duty, but not really it's kind of somewhere sits somewhere in between the two and there's a lot less vehicles in uh, battlefront certainly in the modes that uh, that we were able to play in the beta a lot less vehicles than than battlefront uh, battlefield <laughs> that's really annoying Battle- well this battlefront <laughs> man you just you just hit on so many different good points uh all right so <laughs> let, let's keep the vehicle thing in our back pocket because you mentioned campaign and I think yeah. that's something we need to address because there's no campaign in this. And some people are making a big stink about that, including our friends at the B-Team Podcast. They're like, there's no, there's no campaign. This shouldn't be a full-price game. And I kind of disagree. I'd rather have a fully fleshed-out multiplayer game than a yep. game that has campaign and multiplayer, and neither one of them is remarkable. Yep, and Call of Duty Black Ops 3 has no campaign on Xbox 360 and PS3 this year. Like, the campaign has been deleted from it because... Uh, it won't fit on the disc, basically. <laughs> They've only got the multiplayer on the last gen versions, and the next gen, the the current gen versions have got the campaign. But apparently, uh, it's like a level select, so and all the levels are unlocked from the beginning. So you could literally go to the last level, play the last level if you wanted. Well, see, I, I can see in that scenario. Mm. See, that's cool, but I can see in that scenario where people be upset because they you know, the next gen people get everything. And then the last gen people get only part of it, and they're paying the same price. So that that I can see how people be bitter about it. They should like you know consider mm. the, <coughs> the price difference there. The pro- it probably will. It probably will come out a wee bit cheaper. But but still, I think um, with with that game, like the, a lot of people don't play the campaign at all ever. Yeah, like to me, like I'm mostly a, a multiplayer gamer. I, I mean, I like single player experiences. I, I like a game with a good narrative, but I mainly for me gaming is a good is just a way for me to catch up with friends because I get so busy. I mm-hmm. I don't get to play games nearly as much as I would like these days. So mm-hmm. I, I go online, I, I you know fire up my Xbox One or my PC, and I play an online game and catch up with my friends and and have fun. That's it, you know. Yeah, to to bring it back to like what you're saying about about Star Wars, the uh, like Battlefront uh, people that are complaining about it not having a campaign, right? They are obviously forgetting that the original game did not have a campaign either. It was just like missions that were strung together. Just it was not like a campaign. There was no like big and story. This, and this has plans. the missions. Yeah, the and missions this has the exact here. same in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just play, you can play them co-op with with somebody on. Uh, I think you, yeah, you can play on the couch, like either on the couch or. Yep. Play it online with uh, with, uh, with online online or local two player co op. And I played the survival aspect of the missions area, yep. and I loved it. 
I could see myself playing that because it had like aspects of like Gears of War Horde mode, which I'm yep. a big fan of, and it had a little bit like tower defense in there, and, like putting down turrets and stuff. And mm-hmm. I thought yep. that was brilliant. So I don't know. I think people had really high expectations. I mean, I know it's easy to hate on EA. And if there's anything we have to worry about, I mean, yesterday I said I'd be happy if every mode has three maps. I was really tempering my expectations because they already announced, what, a $50 uh, map pack and a season mm. pass. So I wonder how much they're going to take away from the re- the shipping, the, you know, the release product, you know, that actually ships. And then later on, they'll release it as something that's brand new, which is stuff that probably already had developed long ago. You know what I mean? Like yeah, It could have been that- an original product. That's uh, the only issue that I have with it. Like yeah. that, that season pass always bugs me. But I mean, I kind of expected it because it's EA. However, because it's like because they only just announced it like this week, and now the game's out in like what a month or so. I was a bit like, ah, oh, they should have announced this a while back. You know, especially because they're doing like their ultimate edition and stuff like that. And people have already pre-ordered this game, so they're gonna either cancel their pre-order or upgrade it or whatever to get that. But yeah. I'm I'm not gonna buy that like dlc until it comes out like i might buy them the packs as they come out i will probably not buy the season pass though yeah i have bad luck with season passes the last few Mm. season passes i bought i ended up not playing the game enough to justify the purchase you know because my friends and titanfall Titanfall maybe no not titanfall surprisingly (laughs) no 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 (laughs) That, that, I, I dodged that bullet. I joined Titanfall, the D- Titanfall de- bandwagon a little late, mm. but uh, like Call of Duty and you know and Battlefield Three, I got the season passes and all that crap. And my friends stopped playing or they stopped playing as much, and I didn't really get to take advantage of it. So mm. yeah, I, I I I think it's you know it's not a good deal you know prepaying for something that may not even come out. But we're not gonna get into that. Cause that's a whole other mm, yeah. <laughs> It's a slippery slope right there, buddy. But uh, but yeah, you know, as like as, as far as they're ha- like having no campaign, like I paid full price for Star Wars Battlefront Two on PS2, and all it had in it was co-op, like games, like these uh, like hold mode type missions that you would go through. There was not a story; it was just well, there, you played there is against. A campaign. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you play it, if you play it, it has cutscenes. There's some semblance of the story. It's just not really story it'll call a campaign you know what i mean like there's a single play experience there's stuff you could play offline you know what i mean so if they want that single play experience there so i I don't see the big deal it's like yeah stop it yeah but call it like call it co-op mode right and so i paid full price for just the co-op mode and i was more than happy with it i played probably hundreds of hours of that game and it was i had an awesome time playing it one of my one of my favorite games of all time this one has that mode basically in it and it also has uh, it also has a very comprehensive online mode, so the value for money for the main package is there. I'm happy enough with that. I think it could have had more maps, but obviously they want to sell you the maps later as these DLC packs. So well, we don't know how many maps they have. I mean, the mm. beta made everything very elusive. How many maps do you think it's going to ship with for each each uh, mode? I think. I think it's twelve in total, twelve maps. I could I could be wrong there. I'm sure they did announce it though. Like how many maps are we gonna be? So that kind of aligns with what I said. Like three maps minimum per mode, because you have survival mode, you had missions, mm-hmm. um, and I think survival and missions both take place in Tatooine. I'm not sure. Uh, then you got uh, Walker Assault, uh, Cargo Drop, 
uh, Drew, uh, Droid Run, uh, Drop Zone, and I'm missing one. Oh, Fighter Squadron, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and yeah, Hero, yeah. Mode. Hero, Hero Mode. The Hero Mode, yeah. So that's a lot of a lot of variety. You know, I think they have a very complete product here. But like I said, I, I think I think if twelve maps is reasonable to start off with. I mean, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't getting bored of, of Hoth at all. No, not at all. Like Hoth is a great map. The other, the other map, um, I can't remember which, what it was called, but I wasn't quite as keen on on the other map. But I think because Hoth is like so iconic, like you just kind of get into it and you're like, yeah, I'm in Star Wars here. And the other one is just like a generic brown trenches. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I still find it weird that you said that because I, I actually liked that level because of the. Yeah. It felt like a little bit of a labyrinth, and it had so much cover mm-hmm. and so many different areas people could come from. I mean, I guess the aesthetic isn't that appealing because it's just a lot of brown and there's some mm-hmm. red here and there with the lava and stuff. But yeah, there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough variety in the, in the environment. But like in terms of like the, how it played, I liked it. Mm. But yeah, there, there are twelve maps at launch. I just had had a look there, and there's like Endor. It's gonna have an Endor map as well, which is cool. Because I, I do, I do well, like Endor. <laughs> maps, I wonder, yeah, Endor. Oh, so, you think it's going to be Ewoks? I hope there's going to be Ewoks. I don't think you get to play as an Ewok, though. Because that would just See, be a bit, you know, throwing the. <laughs> I want to I wanna play. I want to have complete cus- cast- character customization. I don't want to be generic Asian or white guy, you know, or generic stormtrooper. That's cool. But, I, you know, why can't it be a Twi'lek or an Ewok, you know? <laughs> but, well, it was never, it's never about that. Like, you, you're a part of, you're just a guy that's in an, in an army. Like, especially if you're a stormtrooper, there's no... Yeah, I know. Like, you're just a stormtrooper, you know? You don't, ha- you don't have, like, a stormtrooper that wears pink boots and a yellow hat. For funsies, though. This <laughs> would be one mode, at least, where you could just have, everybody could just, like, have all kinds of silly stuff, like... They can unlock like uh, different because this cat. You saw that they had the option to customize your character's look, but it, it wasn't unlocked in the in the beta. So I know they have something planned. So it's like, why can't I put a silly hat on? You know, or <laughs> you know, maybe I want to wear clown boots. Let let a brother live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I like I like that kind I... of stuff. It's just you know, it it, it gives you like a, it's like a it's like a meta game for me. Like, I don't really feel like you have, like, maybe feel like you had, like, little emblems, like, that sort of thing. Like, in in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, you could, like, design your own emblem. So, like, me and Fraser had, like, 40 to level 1 badges all over our guns and backpacks and everything. So, if you could do something like that, like, I I would like that. Yeah, because, like, that keeps, uh, little things like that, like, I don't care so much about achievements, because some achievements are just stupid. Like, they just... If you play to get achievements unlocked, it sometimes breaks the gameplay experience. It makes it less fun. Hmm. It's like when you play Assassin's Creed and you try to get 100% sync rate. When you play the missions the way they intend you to play them, it's like boring. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I like to just kind of just go around and rampage. So, so I, I don't know. I like the little unlockables when it's just a little fun extra stuff you can do on the side. You know, like the challenges. I really like how you have you can work on three challenges at a time. Same thing. That's the same model that uh, Hearthstone uses. Actually, a lot of games seem to use that model too. Now that I think about mm. it, but you know, you can have three challenges active at a time, and then when you complete them, a new challenge unlocks. And I think that's really cool. Like it gives you a constant sense of progression. Yeah, I I always like those until you get three that are like really long form ones that don't happen very often. 
like yeah, the game that I remember doing that the most was uh, Jetpack Joyride. <laughs> I love I that name. I, I don't know if you ever played that, but it's a really cool little like free to play game. And uh, you had that where uh, you had to you had to like meet the certain objectives and stuff like that. And it did keep me playing the game a lot more to try and get those and get the because you got a star each time when you got the achievement. And uh, then your stars added up to points, and then you could unlock different stuff. So it, I really liked that sort of way of doing it. And the unlocks in in uh, Battlefront work really well i think definitely there was yeah. none of that in in the original battlefront but yeah the, they, card, the, the card system is pretty cool yeah they obviously need to add something like that to get the multiplayer crowd on board and to keep them playing like because you want to for this one especially if you're going to sell dlc packs to people you want people to get hooked on it and you want people to play it every day and put a lot of hours into it so Doing something like that was obviously going to happen, and I, I think it seems to be seems to fit with the sort of universe. So I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, I'm, I I love every every decision they made uh, with those little things like uh, having the power up scattered around the, the battlefield that incre- encourages people to move around and, mm-hmm. and hopefully move around together so they cover each other. Um, the unlock I like that that the credits are performance based, so it's less yep. of a grind. It's not like Put it, play a lot of games, and eventually you'll get enough credits. You know that, that's mm-hmm. not a good model. I hate that. But <laughs> if it's performance based, you're less bitter when your team loses because at least you know you, you know. Hey, at least I did all right. <laughs> you know. And if you're the one that's, that's <laughs> making your team suck, then shame on you, and you don't get the credits. <laughs> so it works out both yep. ways. <laughs> but uh, you know, by the way, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, uh, Ali was saying that the Ewoks are the original Jar Jar Binks. Mm, 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 no, I, I like the Ewoks. I, I always, too. always like the Ewoks. Uh, I don't, I don't like Jar Jar Binks at all. He's one of the worst characters ever created for anything. Um, <laughs> but the the Ewoks, I, I always liked them. Like, uh, it's on the Jedi is, is is my favorite movie of the the Star Wars movies. And uh, I know people people will disagree with me vehemently, but but I, I always liked the Ewoks. I just remember like. Uh, I just remember them when I was wee, and like I've got a like a teddy from when I was was a wee boy, and and his name is Ewok, and he looks like a little orange Ewok. Oh, that's awesome! No, I love, <laughs> I'm with you, dude. That he wanted me to like give you a hard time, but I'm like, but I like the Ewoks. Yeah. I mean, the Ewoks are useful and resourceful, and they have their own their own thriving society. Jar Jar Binks is like an isolated character. That we've never seen any other of his kind, have we? I can't even think of it. Like, yeah, they went to his. Uh, they went to his what the underground, uh, the underwater. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Fuck, what was it called? Remember, it was uh, it was on Naboo. Yeah, uh, yeah. I forget. But but like, remember, there was the the big fat guy on the throne. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot all about that. But still, like, it felt so shoehorned in. You know what I mean? Like. Mm. They just threw him in there. Like the Ewoks feel like they really belong. Jar Jar Binks is kind of like uh, Misa Laika. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Misa Laika, listen, Star Wars Rebels cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were obviously going for like the comedic element with him, and oh, I, I don't think it worked. I mean, it's fine. Like I, I, I understand that you know originally that they wanted Star Wars to have a broader appeal and be endearing to children and, and adults alike, but. Jar Jar Binks is just like he's so useless. Like he's more useless than Luke Skywalker, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> you know, let's be honest. Luke was a bit of a Harry Potter for his time. It's like 
it wasn't Luke that was the man. It was everybody around him. And I know people, some purists are going to get mad at me about that. But, like, he wasn't really the man. Everybody else made him look good. He's a Gungan. That's what it was. Gungan. A Gungan. Gungan. This is a cool, cool name for a weird aberration. <laughs> yeah, I did not like the Gungans. Uh, is this, wait, you don't like the Gungans or, just Jar, or is it Jar Jar? Uh, more, uh, mainly just Jar Jar. <laughs> like, the, uh, the, Gung- uh, the Gungans are okay, I suppose. But they're really tainted by Jar Jar. Now, I gotta say, you're gonna probably hate me for this, but he's growing onto me a little bit on Star Wars Rebels cast. Jar Jar is? Yeah, just a bit. Uh, Star Wars Rebel cast. Star Wars Rebels. Where's Star Wars Rebel cast? My goodness. Oh, is he in? I will be up front. I've never watched Rebels, so I do not know that Jar Jar is in it. So, does he die in it? Um, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no. Not in Star Wars Rebels. And, my goodness. Clone Wars. My... Oh, okay. Fair. Yeah, he's in Clone Wars. Yeah, different timelines. Yeah. Time we to lovely. Yeah, I have seen some of Clone Wars. Um, the I remember the series they did a while back, the original kind of anime type one that they were billing it as. The weird one, yeah, that 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 was cool, but like it can't, it was so out of place. That that uh, was not canon either, by the way. No, I know. Well, what is canon though? You know, like that's a, <laughs> what the Clone Wars a, series is. Yeah, like oh, all, all six or seven seasons. We're, wa- we're actually re-watching them. You can join us. We're re-watching them in chronological order, little by little. We're yeah, still yeah like- Ali was telling me about that, yeah, how the episodes aired in the wrong order and stuff like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, the first episode is, like, 216, second episode is 116, then they have a theatrical release, which is, like, an hour and 20 minutes long, and then it's then it's season one in regular order, and then, like, late into season one is, like, episode... Season three episode, it's weird, dude. Mm, yeah, <laughs> actually, no, I got it wrong. Cause after the theatrical release, it's, it's season three episode three, season three episode two. It's crazy, dude. It's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what they were thinking, but that's television for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that, that's that's actually I'm actually really enjoying it. Going back to it now, because uh, now it's like with all the stuff going on with Star Wars, the way they're kind of re kind of sort of rebooting the whole universe and it's making me want to go back to the original trilogy and the the prequels and you know star wars battlefront is getting me excited about it i mean mm. it's just all feeding into each other i'm becoming quite a bit of a fanboy all over again yeah. young, young, you know what, <laughs> i do i do want to rewatch the uh the movies before i go and see episode seven the uh like to, yeah yeah the well both both trilogies to get back into it uh, episode one is is a tough watch, but aside from that, they're all good. <laughs> episode one, really? You think that's the worst one of the prequels? Oh, by miles, by about ten thousand million light years. <laughs> they blur for me so much. That's how unremarkable they are for me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I quite like so- episode two and episode three. I thought was fantastic. Episode two was that the one that had the pod racing? No, episode one's the pod racing. Episode two is the Attack of the Clones. That's Attack of the Clones, yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. And then episode three was when Anakin suddenly becomes an emo kid for some reason. Yeah, but I st- I, I liked it all. You are the chosen one. All that. Oh, I'm just drunk. 
I think my my biggest problem with the prequels is that they didn't make his the downward spiral that he went into, that what drew him into the dark side. They didn't make him make it clear enough. Like it wasn't compelling enough to to be believable. I, yeah, I think like, they made it kind of too simple. Like, oh, Padme could die. I need to become bad so I can prevent this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because the dark side. That's what people say. Like the dark side, you know, you can rev- you can control the power of life and death. You can bring people back mm-hmm. to life, but it just it just felt so it felt so forced. If you watch Clone Wars, it fills in that those gaps really mm-hmm. well. That's another thing. So like, what I would say is, if you're gonna watch the prequels, watch the prequels and then watch Clone Wars, mm-hmm. like as, as soon as possible. And then I think I need to go back to the the prequels too because like I'm going back to I'm, I'm I'm drawing blanks and I'm like wait now that makes a little more sense mm. like together <laughs> they're great but like the prequels by themselves not so great but with Clone Wars movies you appreciate everything a lot more and they mm. do so much better work with like uh, developing the characters dude oh so good <laughs> plus R two D two and three C P O so you know yeah yeah um but back back, back to the battlefront back to the battlefront. I'm still curious about something. The 12 maps, do you think they're going to be shared throughout the different modes or they're going to be divvied up? You know what I mean? I I would think based on uh, based on my experience playing Battlefront games that all the maps, for the most part, will be in all the modes. Um, now, the only one that makes me kind of not think that is the, uh, you know, the Fighter Squadron one. Right, right, so, like, yeah. They might do something different with the. They might like chuck in three totally separate maps to that. So I want deep space. They better have. Deep yeah, space. <laughs> I would like deep space as well, or like at least like a big, a big ship versus big ship type battle. You remember like in the original Battlefront, uh, well yeah. Battlefront Two certainly had it where you had the you were on the either the uh, Star Destroyer or one of the big Rebel ships. And you would be in it, you would take off in an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter or a Y-Wing or whatever, and you would fly to the ship, take out bits of it, and like take down the shields, and then you could go inside it, and you had to take out the core or the reactor or whatever it was, and basically blow up the ship. And that was awesome. Like, I would love to see that on like current-gen graphics. Like, how good would that be on? Oh, dude, that'd be so epic. Like, I used to be a huge fan... I mean, I still am, but uh, I used to really be into, like, the Wing Commander series. Mm, and one yeah. of my favorite things was, like, the... I mean, that game was ahead of its time, especially uh, Wing mm. Commander Prophecy. Because do you see these massive, like, motherships and these battleships, and you're, like, this little fighter trying to survive all this crazy stuff going on. <laughs> oh, it's so epic. Like, if they can make, like, recapture that with the Star Wars magic, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. completely sold and, and completely in love. I mean, not that I'm not in love now, but like they'll seal the deal there. They'll put a ring on it. <laughs> do you know? I would. Uh, I'd really like. I'm sure they mentioned that they were going to do something where you would be able to fight in the trenches on the Death Star. Like, I'm sure I read that somewhere, and I would love to see to see that again. Because uh, did you ever For play? For some uh, reason, I bet that's the DLC. <laughs> yeah, probably. Did you ever play a uh, Star Wars arcade? You know, that's one that I. Ah, did I play? I don't remember. Which one was that? Because they're all a blur. I, I remember playing like a weird. I remember playing some of the Clone Wars games. I remember playing a little bit of the Force Unleashed, and I remember playing like a Pod Racer game, but I don't remember uh, any crap. Star- oh, 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 and I played the uh, the Jedi Academy games too on the PC back okay. in the days. Well, well, this one you played as you were in like an essentially a ship, and uh, you got to fly around basically in in whatever mission it was. And there was one mission that you were 
you're flying through the trenches on the Death Star and having to take out the turrets and the TIE fighters and stuff that were flying around. It was absolutely amazing. I played it on the 32X and it was brilliant. Like, <laughs> it was not a lot of games on the 32X, but that is one of the one of the good ones. Yeah, my cousin had the 32X. I skipped that and I got a Sega CD. Actually, I think I skipped the Sega CD too because I got it, I think I returned it, and then I ended up getting a Sega Saturn. Mm. Yeah, I never got... um. I never got the uh, Sega CD either. I did get Saturn. Saturn was good. Yeah, the Saturn was my. Th- Ooh, don't get me started. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember. I remember. I think I saw my cousin playing the Star Wars arcade, and I was like, "This is pretty sweet." Mm. And then we played the Doom 32X and all that stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Good concept. It's the same as they didn't uh, stick with it. <laughs> 32X and the Sega CD. But you know what? You know, the Sega CD served a good purpose because it helped bring uh, disc media, optical media to the, a wider audience to help push it, push it forward because if not people would have still been sticking to the cartridges and good lord that would have yeah, been terrible I'm glad we've gone away from that because you would never see the games that we've got now on cartridges just I mean you would it'd be super expensive dude mm. um, I, like I, over here in the states when the N64 came out Killer Instinct Gold came out at like a hundred dollars <laughs> and if you account for inflation now that means it was probably roughly 130 140 dollars back then yeah that's crazy for one game yeah that's wild <laughs> and i mean you see games on like the the 360 and that that were coming out with like four discs you know like <laughs> yeah. i'm i mean right now they're like at the cap on on the blu-rays basically so you're talking like you're at like 50 gigs on the blu-ray yeah. That's about that's about as much as you can fit on, on those type of Blu-rays. If they go much more than that, you're going to need to go to two, and then three, and then you're going to end up in the same position. Digital is the way forward. Uh, that's one area where I'm going to agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, you play you play you play a lot of PC games, so you must you you must agree that it's much more convenient to just have your library and go. Oh, I'll play that. And yes. okay, I'm done with that. I'll play that rather than having to go and find a desk and you know. Like I love Steam, but like at some point, no matter how many hard drives you have, you have to play musical chairs and start deleting stuff to make room for others. <laughs> so then, like you know, the convenience is that you don't have to like pop the disc out, pop the disc in, and you know you don't have to worry about this getting scratched. That part's true, mm-hmm. right? Like if this gets scratched, yeah. you're kind of screwed unless you have a warranty. You can take it back to the store and get exchanged. Yeah, well, uh, digital used to be downloaded, right? Well, it's not an issue for me because I, I work it. I work in a shop that has a disc cleaner, so I can just yeah, there you go. Take it to my work and clean it. <laughs> Grind it down. See, there you go. So it's a moot yeah. point there. The yeah. problem I have with it is that, like, the U.S. like you, you guys actually have better like uh, internet than we do. The mm. in, the the U.S. internet infrastructure is like number eight in the world, and <laughs> like we're so backward when it backwards when it comes to the internet like there's still isps that are charging uh data usage fees wow. uh I'm, I'm in one of their so-called uh test markets where they never stop testing when we moved to, to this house uh they did my, my bills come out sometimes come up to upwards of two three hundred dollars with the, with the data usage fees so like every time i have to like uh download a full game or like uh reinstall a game it, it's brutal because like at 40, 60 gigs at a, at a time, no thank you. 
Not to mention you gotta wait for it to finish downloading. Like, and there's people, and and I have good internet. I I feel bad for people that have terrible internet. Like people that the only thing they have available in the area is satellite. Can you imagine? We're just not ready for like fully digital. I'm so, ready for fully digital, except for the pricing. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing too. Like a digital game should not cost the same as a physical copy. Nope. They should make it more attractive. Like, and you know what? I would rather pay a little bit more for a physical copy and get like instruction manuals, a little goodies in there, you know, and then they'll make it more attractive. Say, hey, but you can spend twenty dollars less or thirty dollars less and get, you know, I'm, I'm exaggerating for illustrative purposes, mm. obviously, and, you know, greedy bastard not gonna go that, <laughs> that low, but you know, and the digital copy is this one cheaper. All right, so now I have a choice: do I want the little doodads? Is that important to me or no? And then they could do like limited print releases on a physical copy, save money, and then when they sell out, print more. That way mm. they're not eating costs, you know, like they're not surplus floating around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know, like, like publishers I, I really... should know how to do this already. Yeah. Do you know I really wanted to go like all digital when uh when the PS4 hit, but just when they announced the the prices for the games you're talking, it's actually more most of the time than in the shops. You're like fifty four ninety nine for a, a new release game. And I'm like, no, I'm just not paying that. Like, I can order it on Amazon for £40. Yeah, and, the, the and physical then if, copies the physical depreciate. Copy, yeah. And then yeah. once once I'm done with it, then I can sell it on. You know, if I buy the digital game, that's me. I'm, that's, I'm stuck with it for life. <laughs> or, well, until they switch the server off and I can never download it again. But, <laughs> but I mean, I might, I might only play the game for a month and then never play again. Well, evolve uh, physical copy. I seen I've seen it for as little as fifteen to twenty dollars, mm. and in um, in the digital version, they put it back up to thirty nine ninety nine or something stupid. And, <laughs> you know, with physical, you have you always have depreciation. You know, yeah. That's why I think it should always be an option, um, and there's ways they can work it out. But anyway, I know we're getting to deep, deeper discussion. <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, that's a big thing for me, though, and I, and I think. You know, that's another thing. Like, this game is going to be massive because yes, the, the beta was eleven gigs. Mm-hmm, yeah, for just three maps. <laughs> well, I mean, I think a lot of that is the assets and stuff like that. But you're you're talking it'll be it'll be a fifty gig game, fifty to sixty. Because obviously it's online only, so you need to have internet anyway. So they can chuck on the you can have your install plus they'll probably chuck on a fifteen to twenty gig patch day one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So brace yourself, folk. If, you, if you're like me at the paper uh, gigabyte, get people to stop streaming, buy some DVDs cheaper. <laughs> you have to pay per gigabyte? Wow, I, I could not do that. We pay uh, $10 per 50 gigabytes. So basically per game we install, an extra $10 surcharge. It adds up yeah. a lot quicker than people think. People don't realize that. Like, And I, I've, I have actually reported my ISP to the Better Business Bureau, which is one of like our advocacy groups out here. And the FCC is a federal regulation regulatory group. I've been going all out because it's it's highway robbery, you know. Yeah, that is ridiculous, man. Like I I pay, um, we pay like what eighty eighty pound a month, but that's for our internet and like TV package and phone line. God, man. I need to move over there. I think. And I have, and and our internet is unlimited. Uh, down. A hundred meg down and uh, what is it? It's like six up. 
So like the upload speed is garbage, but it's not that bad because I I only ever upload podcasts, so they, it doesn't take very long to upload a podcast, a couple of minutes. But like my down speed, I can download like an, a TV show episode in like a minute, probably even less than that if I get good uh, good seeds. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, my ISP. Uh... They think it's still like 2005 when you know streaming technology was still kind of young. Mm-hmm, you yeah. know, not now like they, they're thinking people are just loading uh, like web pages and like Netscape Navigator. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> to AOL. Like really, like get with the times. <laughs> it's like so you know that, that's that's why I'm such a I'm even more of a cheap bastard now than ever because mm-hmm. like you know I have to keep food on the table for my family every time yeah, I buy yeah. a game. I had to think about it. It's like at least a ten dollars surcharge on top of the game that I'm buying. <laughs> That's that is ridiculous. Like, oh man, I, I I'm glad that I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's crazy. I, I've even had to like fight with the, my family. Like, you know, my, my my son was like doing video chat with his friends, and he just stay on video chat for like, hours at a time, just. Derping about, they're on Xbox Live and then they're on video chat so they can see each other drooling while they're playing the game. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and you, and I'm like, do you know that uses like, like, like I think it's like two gigs per hour, four gigs oh, if you do wow. high quality. Mm-hmm. So if you like do the three hours, like that's twelve gigs right there. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> just, just, just like make them pay for it. Be like that. Be that. Be ten dollars, please. <laughs> I know, it'll, right? If soon stop it then. <laughs> Well, as I, as I start doing that kind of stuff, I'm like, well, this is coming out of your allowance. So, well, yeah. well I guess you know, no more inter- no more Xbox Live for you this week. Like, why? Because <laughs> you used up all your internet allow- allowance, allowance yeah. you know? It's like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, that's why we're not ready for, you know, the fully digital stuff. And yeah. that kind of stuff, I, people, you know, I, I, I hope companies like EA and, you know, Activision and all the big ones are really, you know, fighting to help push the internet forward because it's going to help them be more profitable and they'll protect the consumers as well mm. you know because if they if any if, if anyone at any point any of the big players say everything's going to be digital here on you know henceforth you know it, it'd be a bad move because everybody else will follow suit and then like people will be screwed there's people that there are people that all they could do is single player and offline stuff they can't do mm, online yeah. So they'd be screwed. Like, oh, well, um, I guess I'll I'll go somewhere and download it on the external hard drive, and then you know, drive it over to my house in the woods. I guess. <laughs> do you know most people? Most people that don't have the internet though wouldn't know how to do that. It, 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 exactly. So <laughs> screwed either be... way, unless they yeah. have like a tech a tech savvy friend that lives in this in the big city, you know, yeah. hundred miles out. <laughs> I'm still surprised at the amount of people that come in to my work and they're like, oh, uh, do you have this in stock? And I'm like, no, just go on our website and order it there. And they're like, I don't have the internet. And I'm like, go to the library. And they're like, oh, no, I can't do that. I'm like, it's free in the library. Just do it there. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's people that are like, don't like online. Like, there's people that do not do any wireless stuff they um they don't have any ethernet cables telephone cables hooked up into their computers they're completely offline like you know they use the computer for like word processing you know yep no i, I don't think well, i don't think these these people ever even have computers they're like yeah i totally totally unplugged they they are living about 30 or 40 years ago 
You're well, like, like, who, who like do you it's, guessed? There's even younger people. Like, you think it's always the old people, but there's even young people that, like, you know, have, like, privacy concerns. They're worried, like, after all this NSA, Jon Snowden stuff and all the extra paranoia that's going around because of that, people are like, you know they can see you through your TV. You know there's apps they can <laughs> listen to your, to your phone calls even when you're not, like, or they can listen to you even when you're not on a phone call. And they can... Blah, 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 look at your pictures and blah 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 blah. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, whatever. Do you know they can feel free to look at my pictures? I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm I say, not doing like, anything interesting, you know. <laughs> and that's what I say. Like, like the way I look at it is, if you have something, if you do something online, just expect that someone eventually is gonna see it, and <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe don't do stuff that you don't want people to find out about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're into midget porn, then yeah, <laughs> someone's eventually gonna find out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those people, wrong with that. those people just don't know how to use uh, incognito tabs. I think. <laughs> I mean, even that stuff is like I think mm. that's a lot of that stuff is placebo. I mean, security yeah. is like never a hundred percent, right? It's like no, no. It, it what security does is that it uh deter it's a deterrent for the people that are more casual thieves and uh and and and, and criminals. But like the people that yeah. really want to get something done, they're gonna get it done one way or another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. So it's like, eh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, going go back to, to Battlefront, like you said, you said it's going to be massive. I think uh, the the beta definitely showed that. Nine million players on, on the beta. That's, that's crazy. That's, their, that's EA's best, supposedly, to date. And uh, like, that's a good stress test for the servers as well. Like, um, you, I mean, I don't know if you played Battlefield 4, like, when it originally came out there were so many problems with it like the servers were all barked all over the place with so many glitches in it and well, I mean, the way battlefield 3 was when it first came out do you remember <laughs> battlefield 3? i never played battlefield 3 like when it first came out i only played it was it the same game. story they repeated I, they repeated the same story mm. two two times in a row <laughs> within the same series two flagship releases in the same series they did the same exact thing they did not anticipate that there was going to be such a server load. Really? Like, <laughs> like people are... Like, again, I know there's some weirdos out there that play the campaign, and that's all they really care for, about, or that's what they're looking forward to the most, but it's mainly a multiplayer franchise. That should be the thing you should be focusing yep. on. Because <laughs> <sighs> I mean, Battlefield is terrible, dude. You could... You, Battlefield yeah. 3, it, like, it, it would, like, take... Like some of the 20, 30 minutes to finding a match since it would boot you out randomly. It would break your squad up. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> That's why sometimes I don't I don't really see the point in pre-ordering because you to me like the the one benefit, if it's any benefit in pre-ordering to the consumer, the benefit to the consumer is that you can get get home and play it right away. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, it, it, the, the, the one, yeah, the the one reason why I do pre-order games and like I only pre-order on on Amazon. I don't go into a shop and pre-order. Like I, I don't like this whole idea of like, oh, you pay five pounds and you reserve the copy of the game. It, it, there's, there's not going to be no shortage of games like yeah, Battlefront, for example. Maybe if you're buying like J Stars Victory Plus in the first day or something like that, <laughs> and you want to buy it on in the shop and have it in your hand, then okay, maybe you should maybe you pre-order that and. In, in the shop so you're guaranteed to get a copy because they'll probably only get two copies and yeah. the one of the employees will, will get it, at least one of them so you're for games like that yeah okay like I understand pre-ordering those but I mean at the end of the day you could still pre-order on Amazon and have it delivered to your door on day one so you know but the only reason that I actually do pre-orders is to lock in prices 
because when a, when a game gets announced, if I have any interest in it, what I do is I pre-order it on Amazon, and then when it's coming up to like a week before release, I'll look at the price, because during that time, I will get the lowest price that it's been, like during the time it's been announced and when it's coming out. So uh, because of the way Amazon works, you get the lowest price during that yeah, time period. True. So yeah. sometimes sometimes like they've hit a pricing like a wee pricing error, like a price dip during that time period and you'll end up getting it for like thirty pound or like thirty to thirty five pound. Which is great. And like there's some games where I'm like, Yeah, I wouldn't quite buy that for forty five pound, which is usually like what they are when they're coming up to release. But for like thirty, thirty five, yeah, hundred percent I'm in. <laughs> that like extra ten pound saving is like uh that's uh that's like a couple of meals for me, you know. <laughs> I, I might, I might start doing that then, cause uh, I mean, I, I like I've done that with other things. I put something in my cart, and then it'll email me when like the price changes, mm. and then I'd be like, ah, I want to take it now, cause it's, it's cheaper than it ever been, you know. Mm. But I haven't really done that too much with the pre-ordering thing. I mean, pre-ordering is good for the companies because then they they invest more into it you know in theory they invest more into it they they can ensure bet more supply blah 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 but for the consumer it's usually not a good deal because you usually pay them the highest price and then shortly after there might be a huge price drop you know <laughs> mm. that, that is the case if you pre-order in store yeah but like amazon is very good for it and like you don't have to pay any money to pre-order from amazon and you can cancel it anytime before the money comes out of your account like with no questions, you just go, "Oh, cancel!" And you're like, "Why are you canceling?" And you're like, "Yeah, nah, just, I don't want it." <laughs> yeah, that is a good that, that is a good point. Yeah, I, I, I am gonna be getting it through Amazon because I, I it's so, it's, Amazon's just so convenient, and I have Prime, so it gets to my door so quickly. And now they deliver on Sundays too, which is unheard of here in the states because the uh, post doesn't run on on, on Sundays, but now uh, it does apparently. Same here, man. Yeah, that's the same here. Like they've they've been doing that as well. I think they've only been trialing it here though. But yeah, that's it's isn't really that weird though. Yeah, I have had um like when I was building my PC, like uh, I did get a couple of components delivered on Sundays, and like I didn't expect it. Like it's like oh delivery estimate is Monday, and then like I come home from work on the Sunday, and my wife's like oh these packages came for you. And I'm like what the hell is this? I'm coming on a Sunday. <laughs> I'm like oh, yeah, good parts. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's, it's pretty pretty darn cool. Uh, though it could be a bad thing because if you're not ready for it and then no one's home, sometimes they'll do something derpy like leave it at the door, and I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, the, my, my postman tackle doesn't do that. It, it always gets given to one of my neighbors. Ah, see, that's good. Responsible. Here in the yes. not so much. They <laughs> don't do that. But uh, what else do we want to talk about uh, with with Battlefront? There was some other stuff. So we talked about the DLC stuff uh, that people are really bitter about. Fifty dollar map pack, season pass, blah blah blah. They have uh, a, a free DLC pack when uh, episode seven releases, uh, the Battle of Jakku. But I said, isn't that one of the pre-order perks? I th- I think it is a pre-order perk, yeah. But like, I say, I pre-ordered it, so. Yeah, I need to I need to stop being a bum and pre-order it myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm sold on it, but it's like I'm just looking at all the stuff I need to do, yeah, buy parts and stuff, and pay bills and i'm like mm, should i really do this right now because mm-hmm. if i do that i might buy another game it's slippery slope man you know because then i'll get mm-hmm. rainbow succeed and i get something else and then it'll be a humble bundle and then it'll be something on steam it's like ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the humble bundle this week is quite tempting the capcom one i heard about that I, they had a a namco bandai one a, a while back i got that one that was really good 
What is the yeah, Capcom? Yeah, uh, the Capcom one's got like uh, Street Fighter and there's a couple of Resident Evil games and stuff in it. I don't think uh, I, I won't get the top tier one because I'm not interested in Street Fighter. Like I don't, I'm certainly not for playing on on my PC on my own anyway. Like it's, it's something I might play. I might play on the couch. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play that on my PC. But like Resident Evil games, bunch of them for like what is it? It's like eight dollars or something like that to beat the average. Yeah, that's. I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, what's the top tier at right now? Like twenty um, bucks. I think it's like fifteen dollars. So yeah, about twenty bucks out for us, more or less. Yeah, that's not bad. Hmm. Yeah, although right, I'm just looking at my uh, my Star Wars Battlefront uh, pre-order. I pre- I ordered this on the 29th of September 2014. Right, <laughs> the lowest price it's been since then is 41.99 uh, pounds, which is not it's- low. <laughs> Which is usually forty. It's usually forty-five, right? Yeah, forty-five. Like uh, I think it was probably like forty-five just now. Yeah, 40, is it forty-five ninety-nine or just forty-five flat? Yeah, uh, forty-three ninety-nine. It's just now forty-three ninety-nine. So. I was so I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna save two pounds by pre-ordering it a year early. <laughs> I was like so the ninety-nine I, thing, like ninety-nine in, cents. Yeah, no. In so in that in that instance, my uh, pre-order scheme. It's not saved me very much money, but, you know, <laughs> like I do have, there are some other games that I've got pre-ordered, like I've got Kingdom Hearts, that's it's sitting at 39, Kingdom Hearts 3, and uh, Final Fantasy 15, 39 as well. I should do it with Rainbow Six Siege, because I bet you that's one of those games that people are really split on, mm. and it's going to probably experience a dip, because like, something like Star Wars, Star Wars Battlefront, it's just like Halo, these are like huge releases that have a, a huge following. So like there probably won't be much of a, of a price drop because there's a lot of demand. You know that. You know what I mean. Yeah. So like, like probably more obscure stuff. Yeah, that probably work out better. I'm trying to think would be obscure. Like even the like one of the games I'm really anticipating is the Division next year. Yeah, I'm I'm not into that one. I'm not gonna get that one. Yeah, Ubisoft. Uh, I'm not... I know. Mm. Ubisoft has done some dirty stuff, but it, the game's such a cool concept. It's a tactical shooter, and then it's apocalyptic, an apocalyptic setting, and you gotta like. There's a lot of looting involved. It's like Borderlands meets, you know, like a zombie apocalypse. You know, it's got a little bit of, you know, it's got like the Rainbow Six Ghost Recon flavor in there. Ah, I don't know. That's right <laughs> up my alley, man. I like I like tactical shooters. Like Battlefront's one of the rare exceptions that where it's more arcade style. Yep. But you know, it's it's fun. Like that, that'll be what I play when I want something fast paced. Like you know, unlike see, and again, back to the reskin thing. Like it's not a battlefield reskin because battlefield you have to find the action. In battlefield, the action finds you, dude. Yeah, definitely. Like I mean, in battlefield, almost every single game in battlefield, your my strategy is you get to the where the action is as quick as possible. So if there's like when you die, if there's a like a jet open, you hop in the jet and you fly to the action. You either you jump your jet, yeah. You jump out the jet and let it crash into something. Like that is what I do. I do not fly around in the plane. I use the plane to get to where the fighting is. <laughs> and like, and same with helicopters or like, if there's none of those available, a tank or like a, a jeep or a Humvee or whatever. And there are always like open vehicles sitting at the, sp- the main spawn point for each sort of each faction in in Battlefield. That's not the case at all in in Battlefront. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be the case in any of the modes either. No, it doesn't look like it. Like they're 
the uh, the vehicles are like a kind of what what would you say like a power up basically that you pick up randomly on the map and then you sort of you find the power up and then you have to activate it and then you yeah. go and fly about which is which is quite cool it's very yeah, it's, it's very it's, different it's more it's more for like providing support rather than getting around you know mm. Mm. because like uh the was it the air speeder has the ability to tow the the walkers yeah yeah you do the the leg takedown yeah and that's really cool and then like you have you have the you have the a wing you have the y wing uh the x wing you have the tie fighters there's a lot of vehicles and then you have the atsts the atats you could you could uh man all of these vehicles i'm missing a yep. few of there's a there's a land speeder too wasn't there yeah i didn't get a shot in the in the land speeder i think the like i only tried the a couple of the tie fighters and the x wing and the atst the the chicken walker yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like i, I like I, that one I, really liked being in that though that was i thought it was really well done like i didn't yeah. get to go in the in the the big guy the atat but the atst and the atat are so slow do you know the, the st is not that bad like <laughs> it, it, it's a wee bit slower obviously than uh zipping around in an x-wing or whatever but it's got good uh weapon capabilities like yeah, you can yeah. kill a lot of fucking guys once you get in one of those because you got the you got the two um, secondary attacks and then you got your like a machine gun. Oh, it's fun. Mm, yep, yep. Nah, yeah, nah, they, they got there's so much variety. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, if this is just a tip the tip of the iceberg, then this beta should get people encouraged. Like, this there's gonna be a lot of replay value, a lot of content there. Um, you know, the only thing I worry about, like you said, twelve maps. I just hope that those twelve maps are like represented in all the different modes. Because mm. I did get a little scared, like they didn't show enough of like the the missions area. Like uh, if you played the survival mode, I think it only let you play up to wave five. And I hope mm. it's not where it ends. I hope it goes past that. Yeah, know? yeah. So yeah, I was go- I was going to say this. Um, I think I was gonna- I took going to say this in forty two last night. I forgot. But yeah, the um, with the maps, right? This is what they do with Battlefield. You've got like the map. See, you've got the Hoth map, right? And it's a big giant map. Uh, for that walker assault mode now if in some of the other modes they might be like slightly more uh, condensed down so like more close combat type thing so they'll take a certain section of that map and close off the rest like put like invisible barriers or whatever up around it and this is what they do in uh in battlefield because you've got your main like big conquest mode you've got all the vehicles and you've got like 64 players Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's on that's on the biggest size of the map and then you can go down to like smaller scale battles where there's no vehicles and it's just like see it's like 8v8 or 16v16 or something like that and those ones are more kind of closed off and they're just in a, like a smaller section of one of those maps so i think they'll probably do something like that for the different modes like see that see that hero mode for example that will be that'll be a much smaller map because there's only going to be eight players in that one yeah now that you mentioned that too i wonder if they're so you said eight players, it'd be like four v four. No, I think it's oh, uh, no, seven v one. Yeah, yeah, it's right because it's like a juggernaut mode. They have to kill the hero, and then the person yep. that kills the hero becomes the hero next. Yeah. Um, and then drop zone was sixteen players total. Mm-hmm. Walker assault forty. That's probably gonna be the de facto mode there. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I wonder what's gonna be the equivalent of what was that mode in Battlefield? I think it's rush where like. You have to like it. It, it does what you what you said, where it segments the the massive map 
into mm-hmm. little areas, and then as you complete each area, it, it opens up a new area, and you move on to that area to fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. So that's a cool way. If they, if they do that, like where they had these massive maps, and then they just repurposed them, that'd be great. Because I, I would love to see more of Hoth from like different gameplay perspectives too, you know, not just Walker Assault. Yeah, definitely to see uh, what sort of different approaches you could take to it. But that, that map was brilliant, like absolutely perfect. Like imagine Hoth with doing the Fighter Squadron. That'd be pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm so excited, man. And I might, have to, <laughs> I might have to take up the anti-strategy of uh, pre-ordering through Amazon and playing the price game. <laughs> that I don't think yeah, it's well... going to go down much uh <laughs> No, I don't think it is. Not certainly not now. Well, I mean, if you uh, like from my strategy on that, it's gone down two pounds <laughs> in the time it's been. Uh, in the time it's well, we been got announced. a little over thirty days before it releases, right? Yeah, seven. Maybe it'll be s- some negative publicity. 19th. Is this? Oh, I thought it was the seventeenth, wasn't it? Nineteenth year. It's nineteenth year. Maybe oh, okay, okay. You. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Well, that's what, I it, that's like what same it, day worldwide. That's what it says for me anyway. Arriving nineteenth of November. Hmm. Maybe I might have days. Which is a Thursday, which is a really weird day to uh, to have a game release. Yeah, cause usually they fall like on uh, Tuesdays. I'm used to. Tuesdays or Fridays usually. Tuesdays or Fridays, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is kind of a weird day. But what would, why would they pick a Thursday? Is the movie coming out on a? On a Thursday, maybe? Well, it's December the movie comes out, so it's like... This comes out weeks before it. Yeah, it's uh, 17th for you. 19th for us, for some reason. Interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. But I think uh, you can still play it earlier if you have EA Access. One week yeah, earlier. If, you, if you have an Xbox One, yeah, you can play it week early. For free as well, which is cool. Which uh, I'll, but I'll not, I'll not be doing that because I won't have my Xbox One by then, and I'm, I'm gonna get Battlefront on the PS4 anyway. So, <laughs> oh yeah, darn it! I wish we could play together. <laughs> I know you gotta yeah. get going soon for, uh, for, for uh, just to realize the time. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> to get ready sure. for the uh, Ease the Shield cast. But uh, one last bit of one last uh, order here. Oh, you still there? Yeah, yeah still here. That's weird. Twitch uh, disconnected. Mm. Interesting. Well, the recording's still going. You're still recording, right? Yeah, I'm still recording. Man. All right, cool. That's why I like to have two recordings in case one gets knocked off. But yeah, my recording looks good so far. Okay, yeah. we're back online. Hey, that was weird. Twitch uh, not playing nice right now. <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm still recording. Let me just disconnect from Twitch. Oh. I guess they're going to get a, a partial episode. On Switch and on YouTube, but um, one last thing, we were debating this earlier. We kind of touched upon it. So you said your favorite of the original trilogy is Return of the Jedi, right? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think I'm with you. I just have mm-hmm. to go back and see if it's nostalgia because of the Ewoks or if it's more. My wife says Empire Strikes Back is the best one, and that that makes sense because that's very evil. It's yeah, very evil <laughs> it's, I mean. I mean, Empire is the Empire is the common one. Like that's the, that's the one that everyone says. Yeah, this is the this is the best one. But I mean, the Empire for me was like it's a good movie, but it's just such a. Well, Ali, Ali says Ali says the original is the best because it's the only one that you could appreciate standalone, 
and and and, and uh, you don't really need the other movies to enjoy it. Like, I kind of see that too. Yeah, plus the I, I, uh, hmm. that has the cantina scene too, doesn't it? Um, yeah, 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 the cantina's in the first one. The, the, yeah. the music and everything, yeah. Uh, in Battlefront 2, that was cool to go in in Battlefront 2. You could go in the cantina. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was always somebody ahead, like, in the corner. <laughs> I think I have the cantina music somewhere in here. I'm a soundboard. <laughs> I have it queued up, though. But I'll uh, be for next time. But yeah, yeah um, Jedi is de- definitely my favorite. Like, just the whole movie is... I mean, because it's the like end of that trilogy, just and especially the ending of it, like the big battle and everything, and then uh, all the happiness at the end, and all the music and the the Ewoks and ah, oh, just it's such a great movie. Like everything about it was just perfect. Such a good movie, especially with like uh, because in the in Jedi it was it's been a couple of years now since I've watched it but remember because Lando betrayed them in Empire oh yeah yeah and then he came back and he was on the good side in Jedi darn Billy Ocean was, yeah because it was him that was uh, piloting the Millennium Falcon and for the most part in, uh, in Jedi Wait, actually, is, is it Billy Ocean or Billy D. Williams? I always mix them oh, up. It's, it's Billy D. Williams. I think Billy Ocean is a singer, is he not? <laughs> yeah, he's a singer. I'm like, wait, that's a singer. My bad. <laughs> Whoops. I, I, at least I caught myself this time. Yeah. That's a different guy. That's but racist. Yeah, that... they, all, they all look the same to you, don't they, Yogi? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just love Jedi, man. Like, it's so good. And all the stuff with the... Uh, with the uh, force, uh, not the force projections. The um, remember how you have the force ghost talking to them and stuff like that. Yeah, yep, yep. All that stuff. I didn't like how they put they replaced uh, Anakin. No, I didn't like yeah, that. Yeah, the the, the post production stuff they did for the special editions. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you know, hey, I'm gonna put your link in here for the YouTube. If you guys want to see, was it you and Fraser playing together? Uh, no, I think it was Ali and Fraser that one. Okay. The famous 42 level 1 uh, Battlefront outing. <laughs> There'll be many of those to come. <laughs> oh, but, uh, I gotta make it look less janky. Let me see. Freaking YouTube links are so huge. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, this is, we'll be playing a lot of Battlefront. Yeah, that's another thing. One last thing I wanted to mention, too. Uh, before we start wrapping up. Uh... Was the B team says that a lot of people on the B team were saying that uh, actually all of them were kind of saying that they feel like it's gonna be a game that you'll play for like a little while and then not not play again. And I don't know. I just I just see so much replay value, and I'm not like a I'm not like a typical Star Wars fanboy though. Like I said, playing this game and like rewatching some Star Wars stuff like Clone Wars mm-hmm. is bringing out the fanboy in me, you know. <laughs> I just see so much replay value in here. I think it's one of the most complete games we've seen in recent years. Yeah, I mean, like these multiplayer online shooters, like there's so much replayability in them. Like every every game you play is different. I mean, some games you'll have a terrible game and it'll be horrible, and you'll just be like, "Oh, that was shit!" Like not have any fun at all. But then you'll get other games where it'll just be like wall to wall action packed awesomeness that just happens and like. You can only get that experience from playing like 
online shooter type games like this. Like, I mean, I've got over a hundred hours into uh, Battlefield Four online, and a hundred hours is worth it for me. <laughs> like a full price game, and I, I didn't, you know, I didn't even, I actually didn't even pay full price for that because I bought, I bought the PS3 copy and did the digital upgrade to uh, PS4. So it didn't cost me full price, but I did buy the. Uh, I did buy the season pass thing for that one, and uh, and because I ended up buying it on sale way after it came out, so it cost me like I think it was twelve pound. <laughs> yeah, than, that, uh, at that point it's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah, for all those maps, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll buy those maps for twelve pound. It's like twelve maps for twelve pound. That's that's fine. I can accept that. Forty pound. Um, at that but, point, the season pass yeah. becomes a bundle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, for for Battlefront, I'll I'll have a hundred hours into that easily within a couple of months because I'll play a lot of that game. Yeah, and I think unlike other shooters, you could enjoy this with randoms just fine. You know, like I find like with Call of Duty, uh, all the Tom Clancy games, you know, even even the Halo, I rather play with friends. You know, with this, I did not have any problem playing with randoms. Though I did make a lot of friends with Rainbow Six Siege beta as well. But, uh, you know, I didn't mind the randoms in here. Everybody was pretty pretty cool. Mm. You know, I don't think I... I don't. Well, it doesn't have a party chat system, though. That's the... Like, uh, sorry, uh, an in-game chat system. Was that just because of the beta, or is that that's definitely going to be the, a, a thing? Yeah, that's that was thing, weird. Like, yeah, it's got no in-game no in chat. But, like, for me personally, I don't care because... Uh, when I'm playing, generally I'm playing with like, say Fraser or Ali or like Fred or somebody, and I'll be in the PS4 chat with them, and just yeah. talking in that, and you know I don't care if there's no game chat, it does not bother me. Yeah, except we can't make new friends, but if you got a yeah. good group of people to play with already, then it's not it's not a big deal. But mm. for, so for, something like, weird. for something like Siege, you definitely need the in-game chat thing. Yeah, because you need to be able to communicate for that. Because if you don't, you're fucked. <laughs> oh yeah, like I can't say how many people were throwing grenades in a room where I'm like sitting behind cover and I'm like, hey, what the? It's like a friendly grenade. I'm like, thanks. Now I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> or send, yeah, someone sets up a breaching charge while I'm still looking through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Did have that a few times in uh, playing the the siege beta where. Uh, you would accidentally kill somebody, and then the next match they would just turn around and kill you. <laughs> oh god, it's so bitter about it. Like you did it on yeah. purpose. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I did it. Do you know? I, I did it. I'll just mention briefly. I did it once because there was a guy in uh, in one map. He he was. I was getting shot, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is shooting at me?" And I couldn't see any enemies around anymore. And there was just this guy standing in the corner and like i walked up to him and he shot me and like he didn't kill me he shot me like in the leg or something like that and i was just like what the fuck are you doing and they shot me again like didn't kill me again so i just i killed him like so he would stop shooting me and then the next match he turned around and he killed i was playing with fraser turned around and killed fraser so i killed him again and then some other guy tried to kill me and i ended up killing my entire team <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck can I take out like 30 terrorists on my own? <laughs> I mean, that, that's fun. That's fun when like you do that with friends. Like I, I yeah. friendly fire all the time with my friends. And like, who shot? <laughs> me? I don't know. I think there's a guy in the window over there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's that's a, that's a good spirit. But yeah, I, I think I shot a friend in Rainbow Six Siege, and then a teammate saw it and, and thought I was being serious. Like obviously, I didn't kill him. <laughs> yeah. And I, 
just kept killing me every round. It's like, well, I'm gonna leave this match. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I know I know you're gonna going, man. But yeah, Battlefront that... cannot cannot wait for him. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think that's the consensus here. I mean, uh, I think we we actually covered everything we we're gonna discuss. I always, yeah, I always feel like I'm forgetting something. Did you hate that? Yeah, <laughs> there's always something. There's <laughs> always something that it'll come up later. I'll be like, yeah, I forgot to mention that point. I mean, there's lots of content there. Uh, it's EA, so I, I know we're scared, but I think after having they they failed three times in a row, basically they gotta get it right this time. For, fourth mm-hmm. time's the charm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think they will get it because, like, like we're saying, it is like multiplayer online focused, and they seem to have they've obviously poured a lot of money into the servers and stuff like that. And that that is one thing that I will say about the beta. I didn't I didn't have any lag or any problems getting into a match, and there was no like texture loading issues or anything like that, which is still an issue with Battlefield 4 like sometimes you'll jump into a match and like the textures haven't loaded properly like you'll see the you'll look at the ground and it's just like a brown blob <laughs> and the grass hasn't loaded yet <laughs> like, just the like the base model uh, yeah the that's great really weird like and I mean this is that's like what ne- nearly two years now after the game launched and it still does that so I didn't notice any of that in the beta for, uh, for Battlefront so I was very pleased about that <laughs> Yeah, I mean they have they've had to learn from the, you know even EA has to learn after several mistakes of the same kind. Mm-hmm. They can't they can't mess it up that bad. Um, but some yeah some people were saying that there were issues with like uh, matchmaking and getting dropped from games. The only thing I experienced was at first it was really hard to get into a drop zone match, mm-hmm. but then they seemed to fix that somehow. It, was, it must have been something server side. They, they must have. Mm-hmm. Started, they must have realized there was more people trying to do drop zone and they reallocated servers or something. I don't know how they did it, but it worked itself out and then it was yeah. fine. But I, um, I never had a single problem getting into any match at all. Like, if I pet, yep, start match, I would be in a match within like a minute. Which did you try? Most of the time all, hmm? Did you try partying though? That's the thing I forgot to ask you. Um, well, I was in a party with uh, with Fraser most of the time when I was playing it, so yeah, it was absolutely fine and it got us both in. To the matches, no problem. Did he set himself as as your partner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, what I found was, if we had a party of four or more people, at one point we had like seven people in our party, and we did Walker mm-hmm. Assault. The more people you had, the harder it was to get into a match. Uh, uh, like yeah, sometimes it would get you in. And... Yeah, it, it, when it would get us in, it would drop people out of our party. Ah, uh, right, okay. But I mean, again, beta is beta, so I'm not gonna mm. hold that against them. I'm I'm sure that's something they could fix in the next yeah. or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I never tried it with any more than like me and Fraser, so I I I didn't experience that. But I could yeah. definitely see that being an issue if you want to play with a bunch of people. But you got up. It's great partnering up with people because then you could uh, spawn in on them. Yeah, yeah, that's handy. I kept uh, spawning way behind people, and then I realized, oh, I could spawn in on my partner. He's already in the front line. I might as well yeah. do that. <laughs> Especially on Walker Assault. You do a lot of walking if you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's start plugging stuff. you have anything you want to plug? Uh, any shows you're watching you recommend? Uh, anything at all? Yeah, well, I'll just I'll just plug my, my other podcasts. 
Um, so you can find me on also on uh, Agents of Shieldcast, which uh, is I do with Chips Elephant, the B Team podcast. Uh, we are on all games every Friday night at eight Eastern, um, one AM UK time, and w- whatever time that is specific. And uh, we talk everything Marvel's Agents of Shield and and the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole. Uh, we're going to be re- we're going to be recording our episode based on last night's episode of Agents of Shield uh, tonight. Not not too long after. Uh, after we wrap up here and uh, you can also find me talking about all things video games and uh, sometimes comic books and uh, TV shows and other movies on 42 Level 1 which is on all games every Tuesday at 4.30 Eastern 9.30 uh, so, yeah 4.30 Eastern 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time 1, 1.30 Pacific and you can find all our episodes in all the usual places Stitcher and iTunes and 42level1.com Cool. Which uh, and forty to level one is obviously the show that I do with Ali, who is normally here on uh, Rebels Cast UK. And it's for the number forty-two. Yeah, four to, four to one. level one. Yeah, I know that. That's kind of confusing. <laughs> yeah, I always like to make that discussion when I plug you guys, because like otherwise people will try to do every other combination and not the right one. <laughs> but I mean, if you if you Google forty to level one, you you can find it. Like it's easy enough to find. And if you Google it in any number of those com- combinations, you'll you'll find it. Or or Bing it, because with Bing you get uh, Microsoft rewards. You can use it on the Xbox One. Wink, wink. <laughs> Do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's actually legit. I've been trying to use Bing more. <laughs> Do they give you points or how, like? Oh, it's not points anymore, but. Yeah, it's I still say points too. Uh, but yeah, they give you uh, currency, or you could get uh, Amazon gift cards and other kind of stuff. How many Google? Oh, how many Bing searches would you have to do to get like ten ten dollars worth though? Um, if you're really aggressive with your with your uh, your searches and you and you hit your caps on different things each day, you could probably get something significant like in the first month. Yeah. Mm, okay, that's might be might be worth looking into then. Okay, Bing, you see. Yeah, yeah. See, there you go. I just played yeah, something, yeah. and we're not affiliated with Microsoft. I just it's just something that I thought I'd sh- I'm trying to share with people because you know free stuff. You know, hey. But yeah, it's pretty cool because like uh, if you you can start the Bing app on your phone and start racking up points that way. Mm. Uh, you get points. They like they have different things you could run, kind of like Swagbucks does. You get different offers. You could do different challenges. You could do like you do quizzes and trivia and all this stuff, mm. and then you, you get points for searches. It's it's crazy, and I think you can also tie it into your yeah. You can tie it into your um, Xbox Live Rewards program too. Mm, cool. Yep. But uh, you can find me. I'm Yogizilla everywhere. Uh, Xbox Live, Twitter, Tumblr, WordPress, all that stuff. Just Google me, and you'll find where I'm at. Um, I'm on several podcasts, mainly. Horseplay Live, which is on Thursday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, and that streams right here on the Geeky Antics Twitch channel. I'm also on uh, Time Warmy Tea Time on Saturdays. We're bi-weekly right now. And uh, what else, what else, what else? I'm forgetting something. Mm, what am I forgetting? I'm forgetting other shows. But you know what? All the this, all this shows that are, uh, are full skills, actually. Easiest place. Geekyantics.net forward slash schedule. You can find us up there. If you go to allgames.com, you can find uh, info on, on some of the shows uh, that Andy's on and myself are on and Ali's on, who's not with us right now. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So, uh, Andy, you will have the honor of giving us an epic outro. 
An epic outro. Oh, well, I need to go to the classic May the Force be with you, of course. <laughs> there you go. That's what that's what Ali usually does. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Take care, folks, and may the Force be with you. Thank you.